Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, today I have a special treat for you. You may not know, but I have other podcasts, including Walking a Spiritual Path, that I co-host with my friend Brad Miller. And I want to share one of those great episodes with you today. You know, many professionals are searching for something greater than themselves in life. Attorney Brad Miller and recovering CPA Jason Mefford are on the path, exploring what it means for each of them to be a spiritual professional in an analytical, evidence-based world. So whether you're into yoga, meditation, crystals, or are merely curious about what else is out there, join us as we discuss our journeys and break the stigma around professionals who woo and the myths around what it means to be spiritual. So if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to Walking a Spiritual Path that you can find on all podcast players, YouTube, and on my website. And now, let's roll that episode. Hey, everybody, it's Jason and Brad. We're back again for another episode. (laughs) And they haven't kicked us off the air yet, so. Well, that's one one of the things I know. um, uh, I'm not as active on social media as I probably should be, but part of it is because social media. Social media. Well, we'll I talk know about I, that at some point, but well, we will. But part <laughs> no, but part of my reason for it is social media is a, is a censorship platform. There's certain things you can say and not say on there. Um, where podcasts, websites, emails, I can say whatever I want to say on a lot of those, and and people can't shut you down. Or in the in the entertainment industry, we call it getting canceled, right? You know, getting canned, yeah. Getting well, and getting canceled. Right, not just can, oh, oh, but okay, yeah, canceled. No, no, yeah. In in fact, yeah. Sarah Sarah Silverman on on the, one of the Uber Eats commercials, she's like, you know, I I subscribe to Uber Eats because I'm concerned for when I get canceled. Well, what that means in entertainment is, you know, you're a comedian, an actress, a whatever, right? You say something people don't like, and you get canceled and kind of blacklisted out of the out of the industry, and it happens it happens a lot of times. So. Anyway, they can't cancel us on the podcast or the other stuff. But anyway, we digress. Anyway, on the more important <laughs> and relevant topics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, well, we thought it would be fun to talk today about intuition. Gut feelings, your yeah. instincts, that spidey, spidey sense. Spidey exactly. senses. I mean, different different kind of words that people use. And again, whatever whatever you, you know, use to describe it, we might start using some other words to get you familiar with some other things, but, but of why, why this is so important, especially for, for, you know, people that are taught to be logical from a professional standpoint. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd just kind of share, a, share a story that I share a lot of times when I, when I do training with risk managers, 
Okay, that, that I think kind of highlights. Sounds like it's probably a fun party too. Highlights this. Oh yeah, it's a fun party. You know, speaking speaking at a conference of risk managers. You know, it's like woo. Anyway. <laughs> But, you know, for those of you that don't know, I mean, risk managers that are the people that are always trying to, you know, manage any potential risk and things that are going on. Right. And so they use a lot of very, uh, you know, they use mathematical models, statistics, uh, you know, they, they build these these mathematical models based on probability and data and other things to try to figure out what you should and shouldn't do. They put it in the computer. And then the computer kind of tells them what's the statistically best thing to do is right. And so if you've watched, uh, you know, football, I'm a football guy, you'll, you'll notice, especially in football, there's ads for AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, and they talk about AWS analytics. Right. And it's like, oh, there's only a 5.7% chance that that person would catch that ball. Right. Well, that's the kind of stuff that risk managers are doing, and they tend to live their lives based on analyzing data and based on what the data tells them to do. That's the choice that they make, right? So, so if there's a 90% probability that some, that this is going to happen, then okay, I'm going to do it or I'm going to mitigate against it, depending on if I want to do it or not. So anyway, so what I usually tell in, is in this story is that there's a lot of people who who choose to make all of their decisions based on data and just on analyzing what's going on. And so what I want, what I want y'all to imagine is that we're going to go back in time. Let's go back a few hundred thousand years to caveman times. Okay. So we're sitting there, we're in this cave. And we've been locked up in this cave for a little while because there's lions and tigers and bears, oh my, that are on, you know, outside. So we're, we're, we've got safety, safety in our little cave. But, you know, it's been raining or whatever else, and we've been in there for a little while, and we all look around at each other, and we're like, you know what, Brad, I'm getting hungry, right? We need, we need somebody to go out and get us, bring us back some food, Right, but we know going outside of the cave is going to be a little dangerous. So we're like, hey, but you, you know what? It's okay. We realize that there are certain things that um, are dangerous: saber-toothed tigers, bears, whatever else. Right. So, so we're like, you know, we don't want to go outside when there's a high probability that we're going to get eaten by some some predator. Right. So. So we've maybe we've pulled in some data we've got, you know, so we've been tracking kind of the prowling habits of these predators and we've got these charts created and we've got this data that shows us, you know, when on average saber tooth tigers are out doing their their little, you know, feeding frenzy or whatever else right so. So we go through this whole thing we look at the data and we look at it and we say you know what there's only a a 27% probability that if we go out of the cave right now that we're going to get eaten. The data is showing us it's only 27%. So now is probably a good time for us to go out and get some food. And so we're like, okay, as a group, you know, the data is kind of showing us that's what we need to do. That's what the analytics are telling us to do. So we look around and we're like, all right, who's going out? You know, of course, none of us really want to go out. 
and we're like, well, we're going to, we'll draw straws or we'll do something. Right. And so we go around and we decide that poor Bob is the one from our group who has to go out. Right. So we, sorry, Bob, we, sorry, Bob, you know, but we nominate Bob to, to, to go out. So Bob is like, uh, you know, okay. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it for the team. He, Bob, Bob goes out to the door of the cave and we roll it back or whatever. And he kind of sticks his head out and he just gets this sinking feeling in his gut, right? Maybe, maybe he hears something or what, for whatever reason, Bob, all of a sudden is like, you know, I just don't have a good feeling about this. And so Bob turns around. He's like, you know, guys, I, I, I just don't feel good about this. But we're all like, but Bob, we're hungry, man. Get out we're there, starving. Bob. We've we've looked, you know, get out there, Bob. We've we've done the analytics. It's only a 27% chance everything is going to be fine, Bob. And we push Bob out of the cave. Bob's not coming back. <laughs> right? And Screw so you guys, though. Yeah. <laughs> so you know but but that's what when we just try to look at things from an analytical perspective right we 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 tend to ignore that intuition that gut feeling now when bob got to the to the door it doesn't matter all the analytics and the thinking about it doesn't matter bob bob had a feeling and he knew he shouldn't do it right but we were trying to convince him and tell him that no we've thought about it but don't you think there's probably a reason why humans have survived for millions of years by relying on our instincts? And isn't it kind of stupid that today we think we're more evolved and higher, you know, in intellect than the cavemen were, that we would effectively push poor Bob out the door because we've thought and used our analytics instead of relying on our intuition? Now, again, I know that's, it's a made up story, but when we, we choose to stay in our thinking, we cut off our intuition and how many times when we don't listen to our intuition, do we come to find out later, damn it. I wish I'd listened. <laughs> Bob wished he'd listened <laughs> and that we hadn't pushed him out the door. Poor Bob, poor Bob. So I don't know, is intuition important, Brad? I mean, do you think it's, uh, is this something that, you know, again, you've been, you've been trained, like I've been trained is, is intuition something that we can just ignore, or is it something that we need to actually listen to and, and, and maybe even get better at listening to? Well, Bob certainly thinks that it's something that's very important. Yeah. Um, that needs to be listened to. Um, and, and I did enjoy the story and learning about why we have cave paintings now. I didn't realize that those were like regression models and, <laughs> and things like that in there, mm -hmm. actuarial tables and things. So that was really good to know. Yep, yep. Um, you learn something every day. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, you know, as as a lawyer, we are trained to look at precedents. We are trained to predict risks. Uh, we are trained to make logical decisions. I mean. Um, to be a lawyer, to go to law school, you need to take you need to um, take take a, uh, a test which tests you on. And one of the areas in that test is logical reasoning. 
you know, the law school admissions test, the LSAT, you know, one of the parts is logical reasoning and they give you logic puzzles that you have to figure out. And that goes towards your score um, and help kind of determines whether or not you actually get to go to law school and what law school you get to go to um, and whether you actually want to be a lawyer. And if you can't be logical enough for the tests. Um, And so from day one, you know, people going down the law, that path are pushed towards logic, towards reason, towards, you know, using, using the head to, to figure out what, what decisions we need to do and, and things. And, and that's great and all. And there are a lot of times where your brain comes in really handy. You know, there are a lot of cases where, yep, logical reasoning helps you figure things out. Um, but there are limitations to that. And, and I think you kind of just alluded to there are sometimes that the numbers, the logic says one thing, but something just doesn't seem quite right. And, you know, you talked about, you know, Bob's having this feeling, um, you know, you may call it a spidey sense or your intuition, um, gut feeling instinct, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, for me, I think that it is probably more important for a person to listen to that than it is the logic, than it is to follow that reasoning. And we can talk more about that um, here as we go. Um, but you know, even for lawyer, you know, the lot people are supposed to be very logical and things like that. There's still the use of intuition that gut instinct still finds its way in there. Um, a lot of litigators, people who are trial attorneys who go in front of juries and, and persuade and things like that, um, they may have kind of plotted out points that they need to talk about. Maybe here, you know, here are the laws that's relevant and things. But oftentimes you'll find that they, they talk about how they, they kind of read the room when mm-hmm. it comes to what they say, the arguments that they make, you know, um, they, they just kind of go with their gut when it comes to what, what they talk about, you know, at the end of the day. Um, you know, I think the best trial lawyers, that's what they do. If you ask them, how do you come up with such a great closing argument, you know, that convinced the jury, you know, when everyone basically thought that your client was guilty or whatever, and you convinced the jury to, to, to find them not guilty, you know, what, what, what was the, what's the secret? And I think they would say that it's just a gut feeling. You know, I just had this, this just feeling. I just kind of read the room. Just kind of had this sense, and if this is what needed to be said, or this is the way they needed to present to to these people. Um, and so, it, instinct is alive and well in the legal profession. Um, but yet, by and large, we are kind of told that we need to push that down. That we need to rely on that logic. Um, that that's what's really important. And, and like I said, I, I think it does a disservice to not only the lawyers, but the clients and things like that we work with um, when, when that's what we do. We try to push that intuition, those, those gut instincts, those feelings down. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, um, like you said, I think, I think we do push it down and, and, I, I think sometimes too, because I get questions sometimes as, as I've 
as I focus more on my intuition and, you know, again, some of you that can just be as simple as that, or for others of you, it can be what I see it more of as kind of inspiration from my higher self or from other, other beings to help guide me in where I should go or what I should do. Right. To either in ways to protect me, just like Bob, you know, trying to be protected. So Bob didn't get eaten and killed, but, but also of, of things that maybe I need to do. Right. And so as I've, as I focus more on that and, and, and been following that, right. Sometimes again, my logical training or other people that know me when I, when I say, Hey, I'm going to go do this. They're like, well, why are you doing that? Well, I don't know why. I just feel like I'm supposed to do it. I know, but did somebody tell you you're supposed to do that? Well, did somebody tell me, I, I just feel it. I just, got the download I I you know whatever right and I think a lot of times we'll you know when we question it or when other people question it we we just don't follow through with it right and what if instead what what if you just started following what your intuition is kind of telling you to do right how how would your life be different I mean in fact I know one lady who quit her job, sold everything she had, moved to a foreign country, all based on intuition. Now, again, it might seem crazy, but every time that she's followed what she's been told from her intuition, things are very easy and things just fall into place for her, right? And there's lots of examples of people like that, right? So, you know, again, if you're, if, you know, maybe you've been playing with it, maybe you haven't, right? But what if you play with it a little bit more, you know, how could your life maybe be different? Because um, I'm sure, you know, and I, I know I've had these, Brad, have you had experiences like this where, where you've maybe felt like you're supposed to do something and you didn't do it? And then afterwards, you're like, oh, I should have listened to that. I'm sure I have like no specific examples that are kind of popping in my mind. Um, I think more for me, it's, I kind of feel that sense and just what the heck and do it. And then things turn out to work out that way. And so maybe I'd sort of the negative side of not following it. I tend to get the positive react, you know, um, when I do follow it. Um, but um, I'm kind of curious though, obviously, you know, as, as, you know, analytical based professionals you know we're kind of taught logic and, and analytics and that kind of stuff but kind of when did you start to say you know what there's this little voice that's telling me to do something and and, and it doesn't make logical sense and there's no reason behind it but maybe you should start to listen to that like how did that happen for you well for me it was um it was interesting because i i was uh you know, we'll probably get into this on, on another episode too, but I, I was raised um, rather religious uh, in the Mormon church. I was, I was kind of raised um, in that way. And so, you know, again, a belief in God and, and of prayer and receiving what we would call inspiration, right? Instead of intuition, a lot of times um, I was taught, you know, receiving inspiration 
whisperings of the spirit, right? Were some other kind of ways that that was kind of described to me. So, so growing up, I was always kind of aware of that, right? From, from my teachings and I, I, and I experienced, you know, different things like that growing up as a child, as a, as a teenager, there were different things like that, where I would feel like I was getting those things and I would follow it and I would get the good results. Right. Um, but then again, just like everything happens to most of us, we get to be adults or we, you know, we go off to, to, you know, high school, college, we get taught how to be logical, practical, analytical, and then you know some of that stuff kind of starts going away and especially when when i couldn't logically reconcile some of the things of my religious upbringing just didn't make sense to me never made sense to me other things made a lot of sense to me but trying to think my way through it i couldn't get an answer to it right and so for a while i kind of threw everything out and was like oh this is all bullshit Right. And so I, I stopped kind of listening for a while as well. And I could tell my life was not as good. Right. I mean, there were there were a few years of my life where I I tried to shut that off completely and just say that was just bullshit. That's just it's not real. But things just I I knew I was saying that logically, but I knew it in my soul that that wasn't right. And I was lying to myself. And so as I've kind of, you know, switched gears again and have been more aligned with who I am and, you know, work again on practicing and developing those skills, which it is, it's a skill that you can practice and get better at. As I've done that now for the last, you know, many years, I've seen it coming back again. Right. So, so it's where I was, I was kind of taught as a kid, went away, you know, and, and kind of brought back again. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I definitely want to touch on kind of how you kind of strengthen and work on that um, kind of the idea of it as a muscle. But I know for me, I, the first real recollection that I can think of when it came to the idea of something just didn't seem right um was that so there is a a grocery chain a very large grocery chain and every time i go into the store something just didn't feel right like i just didn't enjoy being in there i just didn't enjoy shopping in there there was just something i couldn't put my finger on i was like is it the lighting like is it like the colors of the signs they use like the way it's laid out like what is it like i i just couldn't logically figure out what the re what, what had happened and i mean you know raised you know it was raised that you rely on logic you know again through law school you know you're supposed to be logical and that's kind of what we you know what we uh what we were looking for and what we're, we're kind of praising and promoting but i just couldn't logically figure out what it was about this and, and i tried like i was like is it the lighting like i compared it to a store that i did like going in i'm like is it like the way the lighting is maybe they have used different lights i you know, it's at the colors of the signs. Like I just logically couldn't figure out what it was. Um, and eventually it just come to realize that there's just something about that grocery chain that just doesn't sit right with me. 
Um, and and the and the bad part is that it's very popular here where I am, and that's kind of the closest thing to me. And so I kind of have to go and use it. Um, <laughs> but I don't like being there very long. Like I don't like just you know sitting there and going down the aisles. And like I used to a different grocery store, which I was closer to would spend an hour just kind of going through down the aisles and seeing what looks good and just enjoying the process. And now it's more of a, I got my list. I got to get in. I got to get out. I can't stay in there very long. Um, and again, that's just kind of the first thing instance that I can, I really say that, you know what, that was some sort of intuition there. I don't know what, 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 what what's behind it or whatever, but um you know, and then like you, since then, it's just something I've been trying to focus on more, listening to that, listening to the voice, listening to those sensations, picking up on things that, you know, like, hey, why should I get, you know, you can't see it in my office right now, um, but I have a a a picture, a hand-drawn picture of a vulture. And uh, there's a story about vultures that maybe we'll get into on at some point later, but I just felt that I needed to get a picture of this vulture. There was a particular artist that I had seen that does some of drawings. And my wife had gotten some different pictures from her, some copies and things. And I'm like, I need to reach out to this person and have her draw me a, a vulture, come and you know, create a vulture picture for me. And I need to have it here in my office someplace. And, you know, logically couldn't tell you why. Well, again, it's like, why would you want a vulture on your wall? I mean, the, the, the logical yeah. or a lot of the beliefs and indoctrination about what a vulture is, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be like, well, why would you want to do that? But, but yeah, there's some reason for it. Right. And, and I think it's interesting because you were talking about that grocery chain, um, you know, and maybe everybody that's listening, you know, if you, it, you just kind of think about, right, there's probably been a time in your life, right, where you meet somebody and you just don't like him. There's just something about that person when you very first meet him that is just off about him. There's there's something that doesn't resonate. You can't logically put your put your finger on it. They seem nice. They everybody's telling you you should like them, but there's something maybe that you feel uneasy about with them, right? And and I'm sure you've had that experience, right? And when you've trusted your intuition and you've kind of distanced yourself or haven't gotten involved, or maybe you've been a little bit more cautious about trusting that person or other things like that, how did that serve you if you trusted that intuition, right? Now, there's probably been other times where you're like, oh, that intuition, that's just, you know, everybody says that this person's lovely, and so you ignore it and ignore it and ignore it. And have you gotten hurt? Right. Because so, I'm sure I'm sure we've story. all been in relationships that way. Right. Where it's like fun, fun story. Yeah. yeah. So um, animals are particularly sensitive to things like this. So I had a college roommate that um, was close with. And after college, got into law school um, you know, he went away for law school and then kind of came back and um, was with my then girlfriend, now wife, and he came over to visit and we had a a, a Great Dane. Um, and as soon as he walked in the door, the dog just went off barking for no like 
didn't say anything. They just walked in like, hey, and just kind of went off. And we couldn't figure out what it was. Like, why is why is the dog barking? Why does not he not like this person? Is it he reminds him of somebody like that in the past? Like, what was it? And, you know, again, we just kind of shrugged it off as maybe it just, you know, whatever. Um, but every time, you know, he was around, he would kind of bark and growl and, you know, at this guy. Um, so this person was actually um, a groomsman in my, in my wedding. I mean, that's that's kind of how I how close I was to this person. Um, and, and, you know, and so it's now been. 10 years, maybe since I've talked to him. Um, and it all, you know, it all kind of started and, and it just something happened 10 or so years ago. And I was like, you know, this guy is just not really, you know, my wife tried to warn me about it a little bit and like, yeah, I don't know if I really like him very much, ignored it and started seeing and realizing, you know, maybe he's not quite the, uh, the, the great guy that I thought he was. <laughs> um you know, and so, like you said, with people, sometimes you 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 kind of get the sense, but you ignore it, or others get the sense, and you just kind of shrug them off. And um, you know, now I know, you know, what I, I probably should listen to that, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, well, and I think it's I think it's interesting because maybe you know, again, we'll try to give give people some <clears throat> some practical stuff with this too. You know, if you want to if you want to try practicing. And, and kind of playing with it, right? Because that's that's the whole idea. I mean, everything that we're going to be talking about, it, it's not like, you know, boom, all of a sudden you're an expert at whatever. I mean, these are things you have to play or play with, or what we'll talk about, you know, practices is, is, a, is a word that we'll use a lot, which is just kind of really exercising, you know, but but doing it in a mental, psychological, spiritual way, you know, but think just of like, it like... like a- like, like the guitar behind you. Yeah, like the yeah, guitar. Like that guitar. You have yeah. to practice it. Some people may be, be able to pick it up and, and get to it faster, but ultimately, if you want to get good at it, you got to sit there and you got to practice and work on it. And and that's what a lot of these things are too. Yeah. And so, you know, some of the some of the ways that you can that you can do this or you can start playing with it. I mean, just kind of like what Brad was talking about with, you know, the sense that he was getting, just just starting to be aware a little bit more, right? Of of actually trying to um be be more conscious of some of those things that you're starting to feel right because whether you realize it or not you're feeling these things you're just usually suppressing them down and and again you know since most of us that are listening here we we get taught how to think and to be logical here's the other thing too is that a lot of times um the minute you start trying to think about it or overanalyze it, the intuition and the feeling goes away. And so if you're spending too much time just in your thoughts and thinking, you're not listening to that intuition. Think of it like, you know, heart or gut feeling. If you're in your head all the time and you're not paying attention to what's in your heart or what's in your gut, then you're kind of ignoring them. And so they'll ignore you, right? Just like if you ignore a person long enough, that person's going to ignore you too, right? So, so you can do little things like, you know, check in with your heart and say, hey, heart, what are you trying to tell me to do? 
and then just sit quietly and don't try to think about it. And sometimes little, little things will come in, right? And um, everybody, everybody receives things differently. But, you know, one, one way that I've been playing with is I'll ask myself questions like that. And then I usually have to wait because the answer doesn't come right away. But often for me, the answer will come in ways like I wake up in the morning and there's a particular song that's in my head. And so I'm like, you know, now again, I could at that point, I could say, well, that's weird. And I'm not going to worry, you know, and I just forget about it and move on. But one thing I've started doing is when I wake up and there's a song in my head, there's probably a reason and there's some message in that song that I need to hear. Yeah. One thing that I'm sure that people hear a lot of us talk about is the idea that there are no coincidences. Mm -hmm. So there's a reason why that song's in your head. There's a reason why it's in my head. Another term for those of you familiar with psychology, we'll talk about synchronicity um, at some point too, and that how there's no coincidences and everything is synchronized and a lot of things are kind of programmed out, but it's, it's, it's that way, right? There's, there's, there's a reason why, because I wasn't thinking about that song now, now again, so let's, again, we'll, we'll just play logic for here for a little while, right? Well, if I had just listened to that song before I went to bed and then I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking about the same song, you might be able to say, well, that's just that's just logical, Jason, right? Because you were just, you know, in your dream cycles, you were just continuing to 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 go with that. But when I when I get these, it's a song just comes out of the blue. Right. Something that I haven't listened to. There's no particular reason why I would be thinking about or associating with or having that song come into my head, right? And so a lot of times like that too, when it's, when it's things that you're getting that are not logical or don't seem logical, start listening. Because that's, that's more of those feelings and the intuition coming through. And, you know, when you can't explain or it makes absolutely no sense, it very likely is exactly what it is that you need to hear or do. Yeah. No, like for me, usually it is the song that I heard the night before um, that's <laughs> coming back through me. But, um, but yeah, these, yeah, something just comes out of the blue and, um, you're not real sure why why it's there why it pops in your head you know that that may be something to try to tell you something yeah um, well and so when that happens to you brad i mean how do you how do you kind of process that because again i think you know what i've done a lot of times or what i see a lot of people do is when that comes in then it's like okay well now i gotta figure it out now I got to start doing all my analytical logic, right? But I know for me, that just takes me down a rabbit hole and I never figure out what it is because the problem is I'm trying to use thought and logic to understand a feeling and you can't, you can't do that. Yeah, no, that's exactly the problems I have. And, and, and intuition is something that I'm really been working on um, 
for the past probably year now, um, and especially in the last four or five months, is really listening to it, really trying to strengthen it, and trying to not um, not jump into my head as when I think when something comes through to me, um, because that is my first instinct is to just jump in and be like, all right, so let me think this through. Like, what is the answer to this? thing that came that wasn't thought-based but let me make it thought-based and like start spinning in circles and you know that's kind of the analytical training the background that i have is to to start working things through that way and it's 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 a process and it's practice for me to to not immediately do that to just let things maybe play out for a little bit and i mean i don't know how you kind of handle the you know the songs when they come through for you but um for me i just and really trying to just let it happen to allow it and just kind of see where things end up with it. You know, I'm not trying well, to think too much. Yeah. Cause, cause I think, you know, like you said, the, 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 the predominance is we, we want to go to the logical, mm-hmm. but, but the minute that you go there, you kind of lose it. And so what I've, what I've tried to do is, is for example, when I listen to the song, too i'm trying to clear my mind and only focus on the song and the lyrics right so i'll a lot of times listen to it while i'm looking at the lyrics to see if if certain lyrics pop out at me and i'll listen to the song more than one time right um and sometimes it doesn't come through that way sometimes it comes through other other ways right but usually if i'm if i'm trying to actively figure something out it doesn't come i get blocked and so that's where, you know, a lot of these mindful practices that people talk about, like you referred to yoga before, um, you know, meditation, some other, other, you know, trying to be more mindful and, and kind of clearing your mind. What that means is just slowing down your thinking brain so that you can kind of get into your subconscious or sometimes what some people call higher self and 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 stop trying to use that small prefrontal cortex of your brain that's only like 10 percent and allow yourself to use the other 90 percent um and, and that's why a lot of these mindful practices and other things that i'm sure we'll talk more about in some other episodes as well why those are important is to just try to literally slow down your brainwave thinking go from beta beta brainwave activity down to alpha or theta state uh, because when you do that then your logical brain kind of kicks off then you can understand better but but what i've found too is you have to do something about it right so like if 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 you feel like you know all of a sudden you're like you know what i feel like having mexican food right now i don't know <laughs> why but i feel like having mexican food Okay, well, which restaurant should I go to? Oh, I kind of feel like having a burrito from this place. Okay, so you go to that place and you buy a burrito. And maybe you run into somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, or you meet somebody that you wouldn't have met, right? And you start following the breadcrumbs. You just start following and doing some of these things that are coming to you and then have an open mind and see what else ends up happening, right? But there's a lot of examples in my life of where 
when I've gotten an, a, a, an intuition and I've done it and I've gotten something else and I do something else and I get more and I get more and I get more and I get more. And I tell you that lady I was talking about that I had on my Jamming with Jason podcast, literally the whole last year, year and a half of her life has been that way. I don't know, but I feel like I'm supposed to do this. It doesn't make any sense. She goes and, and takes one step. And as she takes the one step, the next step opens up and the next step opens up and the next step opens up, right? Where, um, but it takes some courage to do that and to go along, along with it and to play with it a little bit. Yeah. No. So for my little baby steps here, what I've done to kind of start working on that is, is uh, the clothes I pick out in the morning. So, um, and this probably won't surprise you, but will probably make you laugh. <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, um, uh, so on f- Sunday night, I would pick out all my clothes for the week. And so I would say, okay, I want this on Monday, this on Tuesday. And I'd take a little a clothespin and clip it on the outfit I was going to wear. And that was like, you know, and I had my whole stuff picked out um, throughout the whole week, like trying to be, you know. Uh, now uh, I kind of, you know, get ready to get dressed and just like, what do I feel like wearing today? Um, you know, like today I felt like, you know what? I wanted to wear this, this, you can probably can't really see it in this light very well, but this blue sweater you know, that's just kind of like blue, like jumped out at me. It's like, yep, let's do that one. So I'm like, great. Uh, I don't know why blue jumped out at me, but it just did. So that's, that's what we're wearing today. Um, but it's just trying to follow that. And, and, and there's probably not going to be breadcrumbs that I'm going to get from this color of shirt that I wore today. Like maybe you, you did, or like that woman did, but you know what, it's just my way of starting and working on just listening to that, those urges and just kind of going and, um, you know, following along, getting out of my head about it. Well, and you'll, like you said, I mean, that's, that's a great example because there's, there's just little things of where just. You know, instead of trying to consciously think your way through some things, just kind of allow and make some choices in in things like that. I don't know, you know, like you said, blue shirt. Okay. Right. But, but when you pick it up and when you put it on, you know, probably you have a little good feeling a little bit too. Right. Or there's there's the feeling I get just from kind of what you wear oftentimes has an impact on kind of your, your feelings and things. And so maybe just this energy that I needed that, Mm -hmm. you know, helped with this podcast or whatever, who knows, whatever it is. Well, and sometimes we don't know, sometimes we won't know. And that's one of the things I think, especially for those of us that are logical and analytical, we want to know the answer before we, we, we want to know the answer before we make our decision. Right. Y'all are making the wrong decision. Is this the right choice? Like, how do we know if we don't know what's going to turn out? But you're never going to know until you make the choice. Right? And even then you may not know, like and it may just be know. a thing. And then, yeah, but it's, but it's getting comfortable with it and doing little things like that. I mean, another thing that I've, that I've done, that's kind of simple too, is I take a lot of different supplements, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm taking different pills and other things like that. And so, you know, I could be very analytical about, well, I'm supposed to take one of these and two of these, but for some of the supplements, there's just kind of some general guidelines, right? Take one to three of these a day, or some of the things I know I could take more of, and it won't hurt me. And so what I've, I've even started doing is instead of kind of counting out all the different little pills, right? 
I'll actually just open the bottle, kind of shake it and let drop out what drops out. And if one day three of one of them drops out, I'm taking three that day. If the next day only one drops out, I'm just taking one that day, you know, and just kind of allowing a little bit more, even something like that. But, and, you know, again, with my belief that, well, however many I'm supposed to take is going to drop out. Now, again, some of you might look at that and think, Jason, you're full of shit, right? <laughs> okay, fine, <laughs> right? Those people, thankfully, have already turned tuned out. They've already turned so, us off, right? But yeah, but it's just it's just another way of me trying to release and surrender that analytical, logical thinking, and trying to allow and have the intuition and the feelings be a bigger part of my life. And sometimes I'll I'll d dump it over, and there's like eight of them that drop out. Like, shit. I'm like no oh, eight, eight, eight is not the right number <laughs> right? but whatever right so it's it's just little things but even you know like like the you know which which clothes you wear that day you know instead of trying to think about it just go in and see how you feel and just grab something that feels like what you want to wear instead of oh let's see i have this meeting today and i want to make sure that i'm did, 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 kind of a thing yeah. so anyway so i I, I know we're kind of running long here, but so one last uh, one last little story then when it comes to intuition and that. Um, so for the longest time, I had a, just a, a feeling that I needed to get some black tourmaline. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about that some other time, exactly why that might be. But I just had this feeling I needed to get black tourmaline and I needed to get some sort of like a bracelet for it. And um, I was on vacation um, and we could talk about that as well because that has some old things in it um, but in, in, in a vacation uh, back this fall and went to a, a store a, a crystal shop that was there and saw on the wall they had all these all these uh bracelets and things like that of different stones whatever like that and i immediately was drawn to, to one that i that was black and i know obviously black tourmaline is black black tourmaline you know um and grabbed it off the shelf and that was it there's no thoughts that that was kind of the end of it and then a month or so later, I was at a local shop here, just kind of browsing and perusing, and they had some bracelets. And I looked and I saw one and it really grabbed my attention. And I kind of looked at it and I picked it up and I was like, all right, this is it. Um, and it was pyrite, again, again, something for another, sh another show. Um, but it just kind of, you know, just jumped out at me and you know i didn't think about it i didn't overthink about it and just we get went with it so um yeah. yeah no and there's a we can go into a whole bunch of stuff because actually i have a little piece of black tourmaline on my desk right here too there you and go i've got some actually <laughs> on the jewelry that i'm wearing too maybe we'll have the black tourmaline episode oh. black tourmaline episode we'll talk Stay about why tuned that, why that is and no but it's it's um just allowing some of the stuff like that and I'll because I know we're kind of wrapping up and we got to get we got to get going and you guys got to get going too that are listening but um, realize that you know what you need right so so just like what Brad was talking about there two different two different examples where he went into a crystal shop and there was just something that spoke to him of you know, he kind of felt like he needed black tourmaline. He goes in, he sees a black, black bracelet drawn to it. It happens to be black tourmaline. There you go, right? Or getting drawn into the other one and picking up a pyrite. 
uh, bracelet, you know, at the same at the same point. There's some reason why Brad knows he needs those things right now. You don't have to logically think about it. It doesn't really matter, but there's there's something that he needs and that's why he was drawn to it. So, you know, any of you that know or if you're women who have been pregnant or you know women who are pregnant, you know, part of that that development and pregnancy is providing nutrition to yourself and to that growing baby, right? And so how many times do women have cravings for certain things and sometimes it doesn't even make any sense but they have cravings for those certain things because their body knows that they need it right it's intuition on what they feel like they need and we're all the same way right and and we we referred to you know dogs are pretty intuitive and i remember as a little kid watching one of our dogs eat grass you know, we were out in the front doing gardening and I just see my dog over there like gnawing on the grass and I'm like, mom, what's the dog doing? And she's like, dogs know what they need. If for some reason she feels like she needs some grass, there's probably some gastrointestinal thing that's going on with her and she knows she needs the grass. So she eats the grass, right? And later my on, dog's been eating poop lately. So, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Tell me to figure out that that's what they need from that. Oh, By all okay. means, please enlighten me. But. but anyway, so it's, it's you know, and just start trusting. Just It doesn't hurt to just play with it a little bit, right? I mean, just play with it for the next week, you know, or whatever, and see if it helps you. See what, see what, you, what you're going to come to that way. So, yeah. And, and that's why I love, like, the clothes. It's just a quick, easy little thing that, you know what, if I wear blue instead of gray, Big deal. No, you know, not going to hurt anybody. So, yep. Awesome. So, some good practical stuff. Well, this one's a lot stuff. of There's some, there's a lot of fun, and there's a lot more that we can go here. But, like you said, I know we all have places to go, people to see, and, and all that. So, um, if people think that we aren't 100% crazy and still want to follow you and learn more about you, Jason, what is the best way for them to, to get into your world? Um, reach out to me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, or through my website, jasonmefford.com. And same for you, Brad, if people want to reach out cool. to you, how's the best way to find you? Yeah. Um, if, if you want to, like the only social media I really use is LinkedIn. Um, and so that's just, uh, you know, Bradley Miller uh, on there. You can learn, hear my wild rants and things like that um, on the practice of law. Um, otherwise, uh, my, my kind of coaching site, the site that I use to help other lawyers is newmodernlawyer.com. And you can find me there and send me a contact or all kinds of fun stuff that way. So, All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And if you're enjoying this as well, make sure and start sharing with your friends because uh, we're getting started. And if you are getting value from listening to what we're talking about, make sure and share that with other people because other people will get value from it as well. So and if you're still listening, listening after two episodes, you're definitely getting value. So share, please. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks everybody. And we'll see you on our next episode. See y'all. See ya. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. 
This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations. <laughs>